that'll be a penny left. Thank you. There is one radio station. There can be only one. There can be only one. Good morning and welcome to Off The Record on River Radio. I'm Jordan Dean. And I'm James Collins. And we're back, James. It's been a while. Yes, yes it has. It's been a couple of weeks. Yep, We've yeah, been yeah. slightly inactive, but that's been for good reasons. Christmas exactly. holiday, holidays, exactly. resting up from slight illnesses. But we're back, <laughs> we're good, we're healthy, we're fine. Uh, and today, we've got our first show of the new year, James. How, how ridiculous, how mad. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy Obviously, we haven't had the chance to, uh, to, to say it before, but man, I'm so excited about today's show. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, a, it's a big one. It's a big it's one. It's a big one. It's someone who is clearly quite popular on the music scene. Absolutely. Uh, people will know at least one of his songs, whether it's through TikTok, whether mm-hmm. it's through hearing it at a club or hearing it at a party. Whether it's through the Super Bowl. Wow. Man, from like from awards shows right through to to world tours, I, yeah. I think I think this guy is, is, yeah, it's probably one of the biggest artists in the world. Absolutely. James, please, please tell us. Who are we covering today? Well, it's the weekend. It's the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> which is annoying because it sounds like we're telling people what, what day of the week what? it is. <laughs> but no, yeah, we're going to be we co- we're going to be covering the the career of the weekend, uh, start to finish. Um, well, start up until now, hasn't finished yet. But um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be a really interesting one, I think. You know, he's um he's explored so many different types of uh, genres, so many different styles of music, and um, yeah, I'm very much very much excited to explore the artistry of the man, Absolutely. who uh, who we all know and love. Exactly. So well put. And we're going to be chatting through all of his songs. But for now, here is Can't Feel My Face. It's the weekend. And I know she'll be the death of me. At least we'll both be numb. And she'll always get the best of me. The worst is yet to come. But at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever young. This I know. This I know. She told me don't worry. Love it. 
Always the weekend with Can't Feel My Face here on River Radio. James Collins, big tune. Yeah, massive track. And I, I think this goes to show sort of the relevance that, um, or, or, or at least the position that The Weeknd uh, plays at the moment, which is that, you know, he's he hasn't come off the radio, I don't think, for the past four or five years, which is insane. Like, he's always had like a massive, massive track that, that's, you know, always been an, a, a number one hit. And, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Like when we were going through sort of picking the songs for today, it's interesting because you know that like, he's he's got loads. He's got what five, six albums now. Um, so much of the music, so like many songs, yeah, so many songs. But you know, within that, you have these hidden gems that are just amazing. And obviously, he literally just released his um, his latest album, Dawn FM. We're going to get to that later on in the show. But um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been an insane career. I think up until now, and and I'm, I'm excited to see sort of what where it goes from here really we will be discussing dawn fm which only came out what last week two weeks ago? yeah i think so yeah very yeah, very yeah. new yeah. very very fresh uh but we've got to take a, tri- a trip down memory lane absolutely we've got to go all the way back to the absolutely start. absolutely and what's better than my highly trusted my <laughs> number one it's wikipedia yes yes wiki puts it now i want you to help me with this because i mm-hmm, want to make mm-hmm. sure that i get this name correct abel mackinon mackinen sorry mm-hmm. abel mackinen tesfay tesfay yeah. great Known professionally as The Weeknd, is a Canadian singer-songwriter and record producer known for his sonic versatility, spot on, mm-hmm. and dark lyricism, also mm. spot on. Mm. Tess Faye's music explores escapism, romance, melancholia, and is often inspired yes. by personal experiences. Now, okay, he's won numerous accolades, including three Grammys, 19 Billboard Music Awards, 15 Juno Awards, six American Music Awards, two MTV TV uh, music video awards and an Academy Award nomination. Now, my mm-hmm. question to you, James, is do you reckon when you win that many awards, the next time you win one, you're kind of like, cool? Yeah, it's just like, oh, oh okay. okay. Where, where do you reckon I'm <laughs> See, putting this? I don't think so. I think if anything, it just kind of goes to show that he's, um, he's, you know, staying high. You know, yeah, like he's right. staying, he's staying on that. He's not whatever, off site. He's you know, still working yeah. just as hard. Whatever he's doing is, is, is doing correctly and it's resonant with a lot of people and because Very of that, good. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, resemblance and significance of of how how much effort he's putting into his music. You know, the, the guy, you know, his songs found, sound familiar. I think it's such a familiar sound, but it's so fresh at the same time. And, and, and that's what I think has kept him at the forefront, really, of American music for, for yeah, like the past four or five years, 100%. Now, what's interesting is mm. uh, I want to talk about his sort of like his leap into the music career. Yes. Because yeah. he's from Canada. He's mm-hmm. from Toronto. From Toronto. Uh, and it says over here that his recording career started in 2009 when he was just anonymously releasing music onto YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, this was 2009 when YouTube uh, was still known as funny videos. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily known as a career space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and really and truly in 2009, it was only really Bieber and a few others that were on that space releasing music. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wouldn't have seen it as a thing to get him famous, I don't think. Mm. In my head, I'm going, he's releasing it to go, I just want to share my music with whoever's out there listening. Definitely. Definitely, man. Two years later... He co-founded the XO record label mm-hmm. uh, and then released his mixtapes, House of Balloons, Thursday, yep. uh, Echoes of Silence. Mm-hmm. How do we go from there to where he is now, where he's very clearly got his own brand, he's got his mm-hmm. own style of music, when it actually starts at the age of 19, mm-hmm. just releasing stuff onto YouTube? Well, man, interestingly enough, uh, from to go a little bit further back to the earlier parts of his life, he... Um, he grew up with that dad and he said like he didn't necessarily he doesn't necessarily sort of have any ill feelings against him or anything it's just he doesn't really feel anything like he wasn't like an abusive father or anything like that so um so 
he was raised by his mother and his grandmother and um and basically yeah he uh he left his home uh to basically go and pursue music it was him and a friend that that, that dropped out of school to go and pursue music yeah and um this is actually where the whole project stems from is at the time he um he left on a saturday <laughs> hilariously but um the idea was like he was leaving the security of like home life and mm. and structure and everything to go and pursue sort of like this unknown kind of thing and and i think at the time he was chasing a uh, an impression or at least uh, an idea of the music industry or, or a career in music which was surrounded about uh, which is, yeah, is, is infused with drug abuse and it's infused with living right. that high life and, and being, um, being so encompassed within that scene, I suppose. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like the whole project stemmed from that. And when you listen to his music, like you thought you perfectly mentioned earlier about the melancholia and, and things like that, it's like, it's dark R and B. And I think that's the best way to describe it. So when he came up with his first couple of tracks, um, it was a, it was actually a, an early collaborator, a guy called Jeremy Rose, who wanted to pursue this. Um, he wanted to create sort of like dark R and B, that type of soundscape. And, and when he found, uh, the weekend, um, it was kind of like the perfect match. Mm. So, uh, he produced his first two records for him and, uh, we're going to jump straight into one of the tracks from, from that first EP. Um, this is a track called what you need. As I said, it was, it was produced by Jeremy Rose and this was one of the first impressions that people actually got of the weekend. So yeah, this is what you need by the weekend. Me 
songs yeah it's strange right <laughs> strange. Be honest. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah, absolutely i mean like obviously so so at this point in his uh his career this was this was obviously like really early on but this is like 2011 so 2011 so right off the back of 2010 you know you've just had as far as sort of like hip-hop r&b are concerned you've just had albums like um a and heartbreak from kanye um there's been a lot of a lot of experimental stuff where up until that point, you know, hip hop and R and B, they hadn't really talked about kind of like the lustrous side, if you like, of of artistry, of of being an artist within the US, where you know, I, I think it's I think it's an image that's always referred to as rock and roll. You know, the idea of like you can sleep with whoever and you can you can go and party all night and whatever, and it's, it was never really associated with with hip hop artists, but there was definitely sort of like. 
with 808s, there was this shift uh, and like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, that, that, that whole idea that like, you know, there's just this fantasy of this, this life that you can leave, lead now mm, because you've yeah. got the money to afford to and you've got the fame and, and popularity and that. And, you know, the one thing that was, that was great about this project was it was an extension of that. And it was, this is what I, I'm kind of referring to as this dark R&B is you've got these amazing vocals and this, this like really, really soulful performance matched with these like really dark and, and dull, well, dark lyrics and like really, um, quite haunting soundscapes. And it's very kind of like electronic. It's very cold. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. It's interesting to look back on obviously at the moment, you know, people have moved on from that it, it was very much a period of time i feel but um but yeah it's really interesting you know especially looking back at so you know contrast that with what the weekend's done now completely different you know it's, it's a completely different sound it feels like a completely different artist and mm. you know like the one thing that i think struck people first first of all with with the weekend was his voice and and it's still you know that signature sound that, that people resonate with i think and i think it's the reason his songs do so well is because he's got this range that's so amazing and and i think people are really wowed by it so so basically these first two eps um obviously he's toronto as we said um he played his first gig in toronto and none other than drake turned up <laughs> Um, and met him he, backstage. He's, he's your favorite, right? Yeah, man. And uh, he, he turned up and he wanted to collaborate with him because wow. he loved his voice so much. And this uh, then led to a collaboration on Take Care. Um, and obviously, the weekend was was thrown to the forefront of popular culture and and, and popular uh, UK hip hop and, and R and B. Yeah. Um, but but before we get there. There's, an ob- there's quite an obvious, I suppose, comparison with his voice, which I don't know whether some people will, will have clocked it, but um, so many people compare him to Michael Jackson um, in the same way that, you know, Bruno Bruno Mars brought that energy um, of like James Brown. Um, it, it's different, but it's it's there. It was the same thing with Michael Jackson, where you had this incredible voice and this incredible range. And um, this next track we're going to play is actually um, the weekend's kind of version, darker R&B version of Dirty Diana. Uh, and this appeared on his third EP. Um, so this is the last EP that he released in 2011. And this is DD, as in Dirty Diana. <laughs>
I got 
This is the part of uh, his career where things get interesting now. Yes, yes, I would say so. I like. I, I think you know, up until this point, I think he was very much. It's not to say that he, people weren't listening to him at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like he just he, had quite a, a niche audience because he was making a very specific style of music, which we yeah. mentioned just while that song was playing. It's interesting how there's been it presents a gap, and mm. that gap is he starts off creating music for a very niche audience, and mm. now. Mums and Marlowe can go ahead and yeah. dance to his music in the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. Which is a very real thing because of the type of music he's making now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, like I think at this point, you know, he's exploring different ideas and he's really pursuing the idea of the, um, of the dark R&B, as we mentioned before. Um, at the time, obviously, it was more along the lines of any type of fan base that he had was Toronto-based. So 
you know, it was it was people that were, were following Drake at the time, uh, people that were following Toronto artists at the time. Um, but you also got to bear in mind, this was a very dark time in his life as well, you know, and, and his music perfectly, you know, it perfectly reflects that. I think at this point, you know, his artistry at the time wasn't necessarily developed to the extent that it is now. Now it's kind of more of an alter ego, whereas I think then it was more uh, an escape, I suppose, for his... his um, for the darker parts of his life, I suppose, which is, you know, it's probably sleeping around a little bit too much and, and, you know, giving in to leaning into, to more sort of like, I suppose like darker sides yeah. of, of, I suppose the to, music industry, dare we say that? Well, I, perhaps, I think, I think bigger than that, with bigger than that. Yeah. Like, like I think, I think, you know, like he, he wasn't necessarily, <laughs> it's quite a simple, probably quite a simple lifestyle at the time. Um, you know, and, and his music reflects that. And, and I think that that's, you know, it's got to come from somewhere, yeah, right? Well said, James. You know, it's and, well said. and anyway, this is this next song was was probably the biggest turning point for him. It's probably the the moment that everyone first heard the weekend, whether whether they're aware or not that it was him on the track. And uh, this is this was a big moment because this was the biggest uh, uh, album that Drake had released, and this was the album that really changed his career trajectory. Um, and the weekend was able to to help him achieve that. So at the time, this is actually the beginning or kind of the first mention that we'll have of of quite a an interesting uh, relationship between Drake and The Weeknd. Um, at this point, uh, Drake had started OVO Records and he wanted to sign The Weeknd. Um, but The Weeknd, man, like, like it, it was along the lines of, you know, Drake being a Toronto artist, wanted to support yep. other Toronto artists. Yep. And the thing with it is, one thing that's that's to be said about The Weeknd and his career is it's been extremely individualistic, extremely unique and he's very much in control of his image and, and everything that he does. He doesn't do interviews or, or if he does, it's like literally the rarest occasion yeah, yeah. is when he really wants to say something. He has, he has complete control over that. And for an artist to turn around and go, yeah, man, just signs on my label and, and I'll, I'll make you big. <laughs> it just, it, it wasn't, co you know, it was a great opportunity at the time, but, but wasn't going to co-line with him. So what he did was he actually released the album Trilogy which was a combination of his previous EPs that we've just listened to. He released that on OVO and uh, added a couple bonus tracks. So so that the, the bonus tracks were given to OVO um, as part of the release package. But this next song, it's a Drake song uh, from, from his album Take Care. This is featuring The Weeknd. And yeah, as I said, this is probably the moment that changed his career uh, all in all. And uh, probably became the first time anyone actually heard, you know, on a, on, on a on a popular level, people had actually heard of the weekend. So this is a song called True Love. Uh, what am I saying? This is a song called True Love. We'll play True Love later. off of off of the album Take Care by Drake. What you following me for? 
Diplomas on the wall, and really, I think I like who I'm becoming. There's times where I might do it just to do it like it's nothing. There's times where I might blow like 50k on a vacation for all my soldiers just to see the looks on all their faces. All it took was patience. I got a lot of friends to come up off the strip for me. The same ones that'll come up off the hip for me. The realest niggas say your lyrics do shit for me. I told my story and made his story. Tell him I'ma need reservations for 20. I never really been one for the preservation of money. Nah, I much rather spend it all while I'm breathing. That OVO and that XO is everything you believe in. I know. Absolutely. Drake from the Take Care album. James Collins. Massive moment. speeding through the, the career. Absolutely. The lifetime Absolutely. of the weekend. But I want to touch on one point. Mm-hmm. And you, you touched on it earlier. You briefly spoke on it, but we went into a little bit more detail. And it's just about the name, the persona, mm. the brand, mm. the image mm. of the weekend. Yeah. You said a really interesting point. You said it's one big message. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, like... It's the idea, really, isn't it? Like, the idea of, you know, him running away from, from his... Res- kind of his responsibilities, mm. um, from his family life, from from that security, to go and chase this idea of... of wow, yeah. ...this lifestyle, you know, that's what the project encapsulates. It, it yeah. has to encapsulate the energy and, and the dream of... You know, living that lifestyle, that high style, that high lifestyle that you see in Hollywood, that you see in the music industry, it's presented that way. Mm. And um, you know, I think I think within his music, that's that's what he's always wanted to achieve is to wow. show show the other side. You know, show the other side to not everything's you know this amazing image that you see on the front. There's a whole 
background and these people who you idolize as celebrities, they have these urges, they have these darker sides to, to these perfect images that you see on social media and, and, and you see in magazines and stuff like that. And that's what he's always wanted to achieve to, to present. And it's amazing. Like, it's great. You know, we've, we've heard all of that earlier music. It's so dark. But like that, but you know, it's intentional. That it's it's because he felt that there was a need for it, um, and that's what I think is important. And interestingly, we're going to get onto like how that image has changed later on in his career. Um, and I think it's been it's been it's genius what he's done and the way he's changed it into to what it is now. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that later on. It's, that's, it's, a little, that's a little trailer. Well, I, I think, you know, it's, it's something that, that's always going to change. With every project, he's going to want to achieve something, achieve something different. So I think it's definitely get something that we're going to have to touch on for every every era of the weekend. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that brings us on to, to his first actual album. Kissland, which so I was going to say, we're about to whiz through Kissland. Yeah. Then Beauty Behind the Madness. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to Starboy. So we're actually, we're whizzing through this. Absolutely. But Kissland, you just said, was his first album. Yeah. So so obviously Trilogy was an album, uh, but it was made up of three previous projects. So people yeah. had heard the music beforehand. This was a brand new, full-fledged album uh, released by The weekend uh, under his own label, uh, uh, which is XO. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I think definitely inspired by, by OVO. Um, he, yeah, he released it. Um, well, sorry, he signed EXO to Republic Records, uh, obviously under Universal. So he was able to achieve, you know, the, the major label success, but whilst maintaining the rights to his own music. And, you know, as I said before, he's someone that, that very much takes control of his music, is very much in control of his image, is very much in control of the tra- career trajectory. And I think because of that, he knows exactly what it is that he wants. And Kiss Sam was a really interesting album because obviously off the back of the Drake album, you know, people are kind of expecting, it's it's a similar type of sound, but it also kind of wasn't. Um, and, you know, like the weekend within his own world, you know, he's, he's building worlds with every era that he's that he's been in. And Take Care as a feature, it's kind of like a glimpse at, at what, you know, you can you can get an impression that's completely wrong listening to that to that song where you've got like these, these beautiful glistening vocals. But... Then you listen to his stuff and it's so dark. It's it's it, it's amazing because it's very, it's very sad. Yeah, 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 and and you know, Kissland, I think is definitely no exception to that. So we're going to jump straight into um, the first track on the album. Actually, um, this is a track called uh, "Odd Look," um, and it's Kavinsky and The Weekend. Get all in a cream and a 
Kavinsky. Yes. Yeah. So that's uh, the name I've not heard before. Yeah. It's, uh, Kavinsky is an electronic producer. Um, and it, very interestingly, obviously, one of the most important things here is that shift in sound. Mm. You know, it's um, it's something that doesn't necessarily reflect across the rest of the album. Um, but this was kind of like a turning point, I would say, uh, in a glimpse into what the, the weekend could be. It was almost like an Easter egg, like what Marvel do at the end of their movies. Absolutely. They're like, Absolutely. Here's what's to come. And that's the thing is like, you know, if you're an artist and you're collaborating with, you know, uh, R&B and, and hip hop producers, they're probably not messing with synth pop. You know, it's, it's, it's very much an 80s sound that a lot of people, I think some people would definitely pursue it, but a lot of people would try to steer away from. Um, I think because, you know, at the time, um, it, it's very much just an era thing. Um, it's very, it's become very prevalent recently. Um, 
but a lot of people stayed away from it and i think it was quite a european thing as well um but here we are with the the, the weekend it sounds amazing you know even even considering the fact that it's his first proper debut album it sounds amazing so um so yeah we're gonna jump into some more of the tracks from this first album and uh, and hear a little bit of the, the different type of soundscape. So this uh, this next track we're going to play, this is Professional by The Weeknd. Let's 
Adaptation the weekend here on River Radio. You're listening to Off the Record with me, Jordan Dean. And I'm James Collins. And we are going through the discography of the weekend. Yes. James, we've just played three songs from Kissland and now we move mm. on to Beauty Behind the Madness. And I think this is probably the part of the show where people are going to start to hear songs that perhaps they recognise. I think I think it's this thing of like, you know, we, we, we mentioned with Crew Love, this was probably the track that people had heard first. I feel like with this album, this is the album where the world really understood the potential and the was was offered a bit of foresight to the career trajectory of, of the weekend. And this was this was very much the turning point of making him just an artist from Toronto to being a, a worldwide superstar. Spot on. Really, Spot on. Um, one of I think one of the biggest factors to it is his twenty fifteen album. He was very dubious of working up until this point with. Uh, different types of producers and, and producers outside of his sound. Um, but he actually ended up opening up and working with a producer called Max Martin, uh, who I'm sure we've mentioned before on the show, um, who is one of the the greatest pop writers. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, like it'd be weird for people to not know of his work. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're, he crafts pop songs like no other and CEO of pop music. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, and it's to an extent formulaic, but 100% it works every time. And with that, you know, it launched the, uh, launched the weekend into the prime light. So, um, wow. we're going to jump straight in with the first track. Uh, that we're going to play from this this album. This is probably this is probably going to be sort of like the first time people heard the weekend on the radio. Potentially, this is a track called "The Hills" by the Weekend. I'm 
sound that I would say is the weekend. Absolutely. We are drifting into the unique sound of the weekend here on River Radio. James Collins, I think we're there. Man, like, uh, this is the, this one means... It's a massive turning point, massive, Absolutely. massive turning point. However, however, we do need to kind of explore a little bit because I think this is the point where he began really shaping his craft. Where, man, the, the lyrics are pretty dark. And if you they're actually, if, if you look into, well, if you look really into the lyricism, tune and exactly. sort of like beat, which is a bit of a walking contradiction, if you ask. Me. I think all it does is it means that he can still be able to create the the career path that you wanted from the first place which is to showcase sort of like the darker side this dark r&b but make it accessible you know make it make it songs that people can enjoy because the music doesn't always have to match the lyricism you, you, you take the hills for example yeah the hills is um when you when you kind of go through the lyrics is about having an affair with a married woman and um the hills having eyes <laughs> you know people being able to see things and like i don't know whether it's it's uh it might be a note to say sort of because he's been exposed to this higher life to to the uh, realities of celebrity to the reality of the hollywood hills to the reality of this you know the top types of people that he feels inclined to to not reveal that but but to showcase yeah common things like that um you know, prime example, uh, you know, Can't Feel My Face, another one. It's about him sharing an experience of um, just loads of drug abuse, really. And, you know, it's it's like, it's amazing because there's such massive, massive songs on this album, but with such a darker meaning. And this is where, so at this point, he actually was in his first public relationship. This was with Bella Hadid, um, obviously the massive supermodel. Um, She's not massive, though. She's not quite sure. She is. Uh, she, as a popular figure, is huge within within popular culture. Uh, Forty eight point seven million followers wow. on Instagram, might I add. But yeah, go. it was um, it was very public. People absolutely loved it. Um, but once again, because the weekend kind of was showcasing the side of like this darker side to his thing, whereas here he was in this relationship that was kind of picture perfect. And um, it was very it was really interesting, sort of seeing the relationship between the weekend the like the project the alter ego and um and yeah him the person him the the boyfriend really yeah 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 exactly um so the next one we're gonna play uh is an interesting one uh i think it's a sign of him uh, breaking increasingly more into pop culture to a point he became a figure where a movie production company go we want you to sing a soundtrack what i would say is there have been so many people in film, in music, in uh, all, all, all types of art that have showcased different parts of, you know, the psyche, whether that's sort of uh, the lustrous, uh, sinful side of it. You've got Oscar Wilde with like picture of Dorian Gray as being like early examples. <laughs> that's a good reference. You've yeah. got Stanley Kubrick with, with films like Eyes Wide Shut. Um, you've got Picasso that um, the majority of all of his paintings are, are about affairs and, and different, uh, you know, traumas and thoughts that he was having um and here he is you know doing the exact same thing but it's kind of like modernized you know and and it's a lot more accessible and you know a prime example of that you know 50 shades of gray was was a book that took people by storm because of how i suppose how graphic it was um and i think you know it well it was was, a dark social commentary wasn't it yeah i I think it definitely it it, it, um i think it uh how do i put it I think it revealed to a lot of people um, sort of like a, a certain side to, to this, you know, 
as we were saying, this Hollywood Hills type aesthetic yep. of celebrity, of rich and famous type thing. And, um, you know, no better match than, than a, a man that's trying to pursue that within his, moment, his, within his own music. Yeah. So, um, he was so, yeah. totally on brand for that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It was, it, was, it was the perfect match in heaven. And, and, you know, like, I think that's a great way of, of seeing his career. You know, Fifty Shades of Grey is an amazing film, really well produced and everything. But, you know, it's, it's quite dark. It's quite dark in, in, in what it's... Um, in what its uh, subject matter is. So um, yeah, without further ado, this is, uh, this is a track that propelled uh, the weekend to popular culture once again. This is Earned It from uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. I'm a
earned it. Fifty Shades of Grey, the weekend. Hill River Radio. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting sound, and I think you know, for me, it also shows some potential for like a James Bond anthem Come at on. some point. Absolutely. I don't know, like like the orchestration, like it suits him really well. well. Look, he's gone from the very start where he's uh, sort of like, I don't know what his production mm. uh, strategy is. I don't know what mm. his, uh, maybe he's recording stuff in his room, mm, mm, right, mm. working with samples. And then now you've got him in the middle of an orchestra singing. Yeah. And it just works. Absolutely. Not just his voice working for the orchestra, but the orchestra supporting him and his Absolutely. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. Mm. I think there's there's room here for him to go, look, I could do this. Next James Bond, whoever it may be. I mean, who mm-hmm. do you think it might be? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I want Tom Hardy as the next Bond. Mm. Mm. Some people want Idris Elba. Yep. I think Idris Elba would be really cool. I think Idris would smash it. Mm. Absolutely. I want Andrew Garfield. <laughs> but imagine the weekend on on singing the anthem. Dude. Sing the anthem. Sing the sing the sing the, sing the, the theme song. tune. The yeah. Bond song. Absolutely. But you know, like like I think the one thing that goes to show for that is his voice was so versatile. And this is where I think the comparison to Michael was pretty fair. Mm. Is it didn't matter the genre, it didn't matter the producer that he was working with. He was able to you know, he he's quite malleable. And Man, we're not even at the sort of like current part of his career. Yeah, yeah. We're about to though. Um, and this is kind of inspired by the breakup of said Miss Hadid, Miss <laughs> Bell Hadid. And um, this kind of led to, it's, it was a change in the alter ego, change in the character of the weekend and a completely change in genre as well. You know, he went from earned it, this amazing orchestration and went, nah, Let's, let's do something different. Wow. <laughs> and I like, I really appreciate that. There's and a I level think, of bravery to that. Man, I think, I think there's one thing to be said for like reinvention for every album that you do, you know, that there's, that we're following along with this story of this, this artist or this, this character. Um, you know, it, it gives you the same type of feeling that you get from like, maybe like a, a Ziggy Stardust, um, in, in comparison to David Bowie or like, um, I don't know. It's it's. There's something so exciting about the freedom to be able to create based off of the the story of a of a character that you're making up, and yeah. and I think, you know, it it goes it it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of thinking through because you're not writing from your own perspective. You know, you're not writing from your too, yeah. yeah, you're not writing from your own experience, and you're pulling from so many different places, but. Without further ado, let's jump into the next era of the weekend. Let's jump into Starboy. I'll tell you what, these three songs massive. are my favourite weekend songs. Exactly, exactly. So I'm about to have a good, what, three, four, five. I'm about to have a good 12 minutes, man. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So this is, uh, this is we're going to start off with the title track of the next album. This is Starboy by The Weeknd.
The feeling I'm going through I just can't say I don't love you Cause I love you Yeah It's hard for me to communicate The thoughts that I hold But tonight I'm gonna let you know Let me tell the truth Baby let me tell the truth Yeah You know what I'm thinking See it in your eyes 
you want me. Hate it when you cry. You're scared to be lonely, especially in the night. I'm scared that I'll miss you. Happens every time. I don't want this feeling. I can't afford love. I try to find reason to pull us apart. It ain't working 'cause you're perfect, and I know that you're worth it. I can't walk away. Shake and the heat between your legs. You've been scared 
ride of genres it's just michael jackson isn't it it is and how do we go from sort of like that homemade hip-hop r&b style mm. all the way now to daft punk getting involved man that's the thing is like you know it's it takes a lot for to, to get daft punk out of retirement only the only other types of artists around that time to do it is uh kanye on users so i mean you know it's 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 interesting to see 
to see sort of who his collaborators have been and how they've really shaped that sound. And, and, you know, obviously that album being so, so focused on that kind of, it's more, it's more of like a well-rounded electronic sound rather than being dark or rather than being too poppy. It, it's, it's very, I mean, it obviously has so much groove in it and that, and that's, that's what brings it, that what, that's what signals it so much to, to Michael and yep. his vocals are so, so, so nice on, on, on this album as a whole it's amazing but um yeah it was it was it was it was an interesting one because obviously it's such a turning point in his career um i, th I think every album that he's released from this point onwards and or, or sort of including the past two that we've been through really changed the the, the direction and shift of of the character of the weekend um although it wasn't necessarily as impactful as as what's yet to come um it was still pretty big now we're going to jump on to his first ever EP that he released. Um, so obviously the first uh, three EPs that then became Trilogy was kind of like, uh, maybe it's part of a bigger album, et cetera, et cetera. This was actually just a, a small four-track album, uh, four-track EP, sorry. And the one thing that I find most interesting about this project as a whole is um, it kind of revealed the true i suppose feelings of the weekend at the time um th at this point he'd also been in a relationship with uh, selena gomez um unfortunately selena then went back to justin bieber <laughs> which i don't think went down very well after their 10 months of being together and um this uh yeah this this project was an interesting one Mo most importantly i think because it's probably the most uh Wonderful. yeah it, it's the most um i suppose true to to the weekend and who he is as a person as able as opposed and, um, to just being sort of like a comment on society or to absolutely on, absolutely on the music so industry i mean i mean you know like um the title itself my dear melancholy um yeah with with the apostrophe at the end it's 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 an open letter um and i think this is kind of him bearing all and so yeah we're going to jump into one of the tracks this is um this is the first track on the album uh on the ep sorry and uh for me this is probably my favorite from the project so this is a track called call out my name
Like My Name, The Weekend here on River Radio. James, we're almost at the end of our show. We've got yes. 20 minutes left. Yes. But worry not, because we've still got five tracks left to absolutely, go. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, with that track there, you can hear such a difference in, in sound. And, and I think this is the one thing for me that, that I find most inspiring about The Weeknd is mm. he can just create such different textures across all of his music. And, and Spot on. You know, each of his albums, each of his projects have really, really been been separated by that, by by the difference in sound, by the difference in production, by the difference in, you know, things like, uh, you know, what he's prioritising, whether that's melody, whether that's lyricism. Um, and for me, I don't think all of those things really came together until this next album that we're going to be exploring. And, and this next track that we're playing is, without a doubt, his, his you know, most successful track of all time. Um we're jumping into a an album called After Hours, and this was first introduced to the world through a music video where Jimmy Fallon uh, uh, said goodnight to everyone, and the camera follows The Weeknd as the character, um, walking off set and back to kind of the the reality of, of once again, coming back to this idea of celebrity culture, mm. the idea of... The After Hours, you know, it's inspired by the 1980, uh, 1980s film After Hours. Um, and it focuses on the darker side of celebrity culture and, you know, what that leads to. Um, to those of any, any of you listening that have seen The Weekend Perform uh, yeah. on SNL, on um, the halftime show, the Super mm. Bowl show, mm. um, will have seen him probably in bandages, probably seen him wrapped up. And the idea of it was he wanted to make an example of celebrity culture and wow. of him being proud of his scars and him being proud of because it's because it because of what it represents, which is this chaotic lifestyle, um, and it what it then led to this image of him, which we didn't realize uh, at the time. It was the reason he was so bandaged up was actually because his character was going through a lot of prosthetic, <laughs> um, prosthetic uh, work. Um, and it was once again, a sort of representation of celebrity culture and vanity and people being in like a meet, you know, needing this control over their, their public image. Yeah. And um, it was amazing. I, th I think this is such a great album and we're going to jump into to a track that I'm sure everyone is familiar with. This is, uh, this is probably the biggest track, I think, of, of probably the last two years. This is, do you want to do the honours? Oh my goodness. Go on, go on. I love this because I feel like, again, like I said, from mum to all the way down to the, the TikTok teenager. Absolutely. It's Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Me. I can't 
Save your tears. What an album. What's interesting is I remember when that song came out, mm. uh, it was not too dissimilar from the time when Apple had brought out lossless audio, but also spatial audio. Yep, absolutely. And what was really cool was part of their brand sort of like marketing, um, part of their sort of like marketing awareness and all that sort of stuff for spatial audio. They did this beautiful little thing where they basically released a couple of tracks onto Apple Music 
which was all the whole kind of thing where he's like, put your headphones in, listen mm. to track number one. And it was like, this is mono audio. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, stereo. Yeah. This is spatial. And that was the track that they used. Yeah, 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 yeah. And listening back to that now, I can't just help but think about all the different textures and the different Absolutely. sort of like elements that are part of that song. Absolutely. Which build, it sounds like a really simple song, yet there's mm. so much in it. Definitely. And, and you know, I think it's one of those tracks and it's one of those albums where, you know, it sounds uh, on the first couple of listens, very simple until you realize that, you know, everything is so, everything is done with such, uh, such intention, you know, like every, every layer, every soundscape is, is done so well. Um, and you know, it's, it's building this image of what the weekend has been, you know, hoping to achieve over the past well, 10 years of his career, which is, you know, it's this character building up to this point where he's this, you know, this celebrity icon, um, you know, that's just really, it's, it's strange because you've got, you know, Abel, uh, the celebrity himself, and you've got the weekend, the character who's kind of making a mockery of, of celebrity and, and of that world, but also revealing sort of the darker sides to it as well. And, and, you know, it's been amazing to see, see that evolution. And we finally got to the point of the latest weekend album. Uh, so this is a, uh, an album called Dawn FM. And as the title suggests, this is, it's, it's done and it's produced like a radio station. So when you listen to it start to finish, there are, there are adverts, there are, pieces of interlude, pieces of talking, and it's like it's been presented. It's presented by none other than Jim Carrey, which is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's an amazing, it's, 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 a, it's a great feature to have. And I think it kind of goes to show sort of the level that, that the uh, the weekend's at. But um, but yeah, it's, it's an amazing album. Um, and uh, I mean, if anyone checks out the uh, the album cover, you'll see a very haunting uh, The weekend. Um, looking very old and that's the idea of it is is it's kind of like a welcoming uh, into the afterlife uh, this kind of black mirror-esque uh, voice um, presenting a radio of the afterlife welcoming yeah. you into you know the what's what's after the celebrity what's after yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's what's the next stage after all of this so um, it's, it's really interesting concepts I definitely recommend everyone to check it out but uh, we're going to jump straight into uh, one of our favorite tracks this is um, is there someone else from Dawn FM by the weekend I need to know if you 
Collins, what a show! What a show, man! What a career! What and, a career. And, you know, what an artist! I think it's been amazing to see to see the evolution of the weekend's career over such a such a long period of time. And absolutely, and I'm, I'm excited. You know, once you once you get to death, <laughs> I'm excited to see where he goes next. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Dawn FM is an amazing album. I'm, I'm you know, it's kicked 2022 off with with such a high. But yeah, I'm so excited to see where he goes next. Honestly. I think this episode's made me realise I want him on the next Bond film. Absolutely, absolutely. I think so. I think he's definitely got to that point. Absolutely. Well, we hope you you listeners have enjoyed this show. Mm, mm. Uh, perhaps you haven't heard of the weekend before, but yeah. hopefully now you know who made that TikTok dance. Yeah, absolutely. And you can enjoy <laughs> dancing in your kitchen to his music. <laughs> We're going to sign out. I've been Jordan, and I've been James. And you were listening to Off the Record and kicking us off, kicking us out. Hey. It's the weekend. With sacrifice. Until you miss me, I'll lie and tell you that I'll never leave. But always sacrifice your love for more of the night. I try to put up a fight. Can't Toughest part from it like it's the end Cause life is still worth living Yeah, this life is still worth living I can break you down and pick you up And like we are friends But don't be catching feelings Don't be out here catching feelings Cause all is sacrifice Your love for more of the night I try to put up a fight